Hello, my fellow witches and podcast listeners. Welcome to episode six of the Self Healing with Magic podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Swindle. So, um, past few weeks have been ridiculously busy with the holidays and the shopping, and I feel a little overwhelmed this time of year, making sure I've gotten all the gifts I need for everyone. I've had to do shopping for my son's daycare and the kids there um, for their Christmas party that they're having, and then not to mention the shopping that I've had to do for the Secret Santa at work, and it's just been a little hectic, and not to mention getting the um, gifts for my family and and I mean I love this time of year I love the sh- I love the shopping um, I love giving and getting gifts of course but it can get overwhelming and not to mention this is probably the biggest time of year where the most money is spent so um, and you know I did uh, this year I joined my family as they celebrated Thanksgiving this year and I. You know, I'm not all for the history of how Thanksgiving came about, but I will say being with my family and having great food, you know, that's very important to me. And this was my first holiday without my mother, and there was definitely some tears. You know, my um, my younger sister decided to finally put my mom's ashes in the urn that she purchased after having it for almost six months. Um, it was a huge step for her and me and, um, and, you know, for both of us, we, we put the ashes in there together. Um, I thought it was going to be a, I thought it was going to be difficult, but it ended up being a, well, I guess I could say it was kind of a silly experience. Um, my sister, she didn't want to spill my mom's ashes and also didn't really want to touch her ashes to clean it up. And yes, we, there were some tiny messes made while doing it. And the experience was just, of course, funny. And somehow my mom would have found a way to do that for us where we are laughing more than we're crying. Um, and I know she would have, have wanted it that way anyways. And it was so fun and sad. And after all these months, I, you know, I always worried about what my life would be like without my mom. I was absolutely afraid to move forward. But a lot of times push comes to shove, especially when you have kids and you can't help you. You can't you can't sit there in your own sadness 24 seven. You know, my son needs me. He needs me to be present for him. And you know, I really, really don't have a choice but to be. And I think about my mother every single day and I miss everything about her. And if you ever got the chance to know her, then you knew that she had the biggest loving heart and she loved animals, goats, cats, um, mostly cats, but it really, you know, it didn't matter what type of animal it was. If she could pet it, if she could pet the animal, um, she, she was doing it. She, she loved it. Um, <clears throat> she, uh, she had a cat who I inherited and her name is Honeydew. Um, she's a tortoiseshell and this cat meant so much to her. We even added her in the obituary. Some people think we're silly for it, but I honestly do not care. Um, if you knew my mom, then you would understand why Honeydew was added. 
Uh, my sister and I call her our sissy cat, and she's she's very special to us. So, um, yeah, I just had to add had to add honeydew in there. Um, anyway, so I want to. <clears throat> sorry about that, y'all. Um, the seasons keep changing, and where I live, the weather is very um, can't really make up its mind, but. I wanted to start this episode from a card from my favorite oracle deck, the House of Night. Um, let's see. All right, so the card that I have pulled today is Conclusion. This is the time of endings and new beginnings. Drawing this symbol indicates that you have come to the end of some experience in your life and are about to enter a new one. Don't resist the conclusion, for endings are important experiences and will help you build a stronger foundation for your next adventure. This is also a warning to get all the facts before you draw a conclusion about someone. You can't know the whole story if you haven't read to the end. Remain open even when an ending is final or a conclusion is correct. This is a sign that a new story is about to unfold. I think that, you know, is the perfect card to pull this time of year. Um, because Yule is coming up and <clears throat> that is when we reflect on our, um, we reflect on the past year and we get ready for the new one and set new goals and, uh, see how far we've come along with the goals that we've already set. So I feel like that's very appropriate, um, and I still, you know, I've been mentioning it in the podcast and I probably will continue to until, um, until it's all said and done. But, you know, I've been working on this big project that I cannot wait to share with you guys and get out there in the world. It's going to be huge. It's a huge step for me anyways. And I'm just excited because I know a lot of people are going to be able to benefit from it and I'm. I'm all about helping people and, um, it's, it's going to be great. Um, all right. So let's, um, dive into the episode. So today I wanted to talk about intuition and knowing the difference between intuition and anxiety. Um, also I wanted to go over the five clairs and, uh, also shadow work. And I felt very inspired recently to discuss these topics. So I'm excited to, uh, get started. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start with intuition. <clears throat> you know, everyone has intuition, but not everyone is in tune with it. Um, and if you've ever had a feeling or a voice tell you when something is way off or, something feels wrong or even right about a certain situation um, and you don't have the reasons as to why, but you just know that the gut feeling you have is telling you how you should feel about something, kind of like a warning sign, that is your intuition. Your intuition is connected with your higher self and it detects better than your conscious mind can. Um, it it's really important to differentiate the difference between your intuition and your anxiety. Um, that is if you actually do deal with anxiety, like I occasionally do. Um, it took me some time to actually work through my anxieties and learn which one I needed to listen to. <laughs> um, so I had to do some research and really pay attention to my body. Um, and, 
try to understand when I was feeling anxiety and when it was my intuition. Um, With anxiety, that usually comes with like fears and worries, tense muscles and irrational thoughts. Um, You get this overwhelming feeling of uncertainty and lack of confidence. Whereas with your intuition comes from a more calmer, quiet place. And those feelings are more or more with confidence and you're thinking clearly even when the information is unexplainable you are just absolutely sure about your gut feeling um your anxiety of course you know if you if you do suffer from anxiety you can manifest physical symptoms so for me um if there's a decision that i have to make or a feeling arises within me i pay attention to my body and i usually feel anxiety in my chest my neck and throughout my upper back and shoulders Um, i also do get a stressful feeling in my stomach where i'll feel tension and every muscle in my stomach is tense and I also do get stressful, um, a stressful feeling, um, or well, I say stressful feeling, it's a rapid breathing. Um, I get rapid breathing and sometimes irrational thoughts when it comes to anxiety. And that's when I have to tell myself, okay, this isn't coming from a calm place. And I realize I'm worrying for nothing. But with my intuition, which might be a little difficult for me to explain, but really I just, I just know. I just know that whatever the situation is, if I'm confident enough and I don't feel any stress at all, then it's my intuition telling me something, whether it's a good situation or bad. And, uh, you know, knowing how to tell the difference in your body is important because in a way this can help you control your anxiety better and you're not stressing as much. Um, you just have to pay attention to how your body responds. Um, if you're seeing a therapist about anxiety, then they may be able to offer you some guidance for you to help you understand the difference between the two. So, um, that could be really helpful as well. Um, Okay, so the next thing that I want to go ahead and jump into is the five clairs. This is probably going to be a little bit longer um, section to go into because there's a lot of skepticism with the five clairs. A lot of people, they, when it comes to witchy things, it's a little out there. And you have to have an open mind. So with the clairs... Um, a lot of people just really don't tune in with those either. So when I go over this section, just be sure to um, have an open mind. Um, but the clear senses, they intertwine with your intuition and they are experienced through your physical sense- senses. So some are, you know, some people are fortunate enough to experience all five clairs and some only experience maybe like one or two and they just use them for mediumship sessions, intuition or uh, intuitive readings, energy healing or any spiritual practices. Um, So the five clairs are clairvoyance, which is clair, uh, clear seeing, clairaudience, that's clear hearing and clear tangency which is clear touching clear aliens clear smelling um clear gustance which is clear tasting and i do apologize if some of that didn't um sound right <laughs> as i was pronouncing it um 
but I still know what I'm talking about. Um, there are, um, there are three other extra clairs that I wanted to go over, um, as well, but I wanted to focus on the five main clairs. So clairvoyance, um, that's the first one. So that is clear seeing, which is where you have the ability to see with your mind's eye. Some people who have this clair can read people's auras very well or gather symbolic images during meditation. Um, some signs that you may have clairvoyance are uh, vivid, intense dreams uh, that offer insight, uh, flashbacks that are clear as day, um, and then seeing auras. Or you may channel visual images through artistic ways. Um, and if you're wanting to explore your clairvoyant sense, then a great way to do this is a visualization practice through meditation and learning to interpret the images that come through. And it takes a very opened and quiet mind for this exercise. Um, the next one is um, clairaudience, which is clear hearing. Um, you really have to pay attention and focus with this one. Uh, this is something you don't want to get mistaken with just hearing voices, especially if you have a mental health disability. Uh, with clear hearing, you may receive message, messages or uh, musical sounds from a higher source. Uh, this is one that can take some time to interpret, but the best way to develop this skill is, of course, through meditation and listening exercises. Um, you just have to take the time and focus on what comes through your mind. And often people who can communicate with their spirit guides, they have this ability and use it to seek any kind of guidance from their spirit guides. Then you have clear touching or clear tangency. So a lot of people with this ability usually can touch something or someone and feel its energy as they feel the energy. They can actually experience certain feelings. Um, <clears throat> you may have like images or smells that come through by touching an object. You can even receive some insights or guidance. Uh, some people actually who have a bad experience with this feel, um, they need to like wash their hands right afterwards as you know, like everything holds energy. So you may pick up some, some negative energy and even need a really good cleansing afterwards. Um, the next one is clear aliens or clear smelling. And for me, this one I have experienced a lot in the past, especially after my mom passed away. I smelled her all the time in my house as if she was standing right next to me. She had this scent that she used in her room and everything, including her, her clothes, her sheets, her bed sheets, um, her hair, just her smelled like this scent. And it was very specific. And as I've mentioned before, I love candle making. I called myself the candle whore, but you know, I actually created her scent and I put it in a candle so I wouldn't lose that smell. So anytime that I want to smell her, I really don't even have to light the candle. I can just pick the candle up and smell it. But if I want to feel her presence or I'm missing her, I can light that candle and my home smell like her. And to me, that is just a real powerful thing. Um, Anyways, uh, sometimes with this Claire sense, you can smell a loved one that has passed on, like I said, um, or 
<clears throat> you can pick up on other smells without even really using your nose. These smells just come to you out of nowhere. Um, another clair that ties into clear smelling is clair gustance or clear tasting. You have a taste come to your mouth with any reason, without any reason or physical tasting of anything. This usually brings back memories or helps you, helps give you information about a current situation. Um, and then the other three clairs that I wanted to mention are, um, clear knowing, um, that's clear cognance or, uh, clear, um, you know what, I'm not even gonna attempt to say it out loud, but clear feeling and then clear empathy, which is clear emotion. Y'all are going to have to bear with me because, um, some of my notes are a little scattered here. So, um, but clear knowing is just like your intuition. You have no real reason as to why you know certain information, no real source as to where it came from. You just automatically know. And clear feeling is when you suddenly feel an emotion without any reason to cause you to feel that emotion. And, um, this something that I, this is something that I can really relate to most of out of all the clairs is clear emotion, um, clear empathy. That's when you can feel someone else's emotions as if they were your own. And I call it a blessing and a curse because sometimes for me, it can get overwhelming. I had to really protect myself when it comes to feeling others emotions, but not a whole lot of people would understand as to why I would react the way I would when I put myself in someone else's shoes. So to say, uh, it's honestly something that I just, I can't help either. Um, and it, sometimes can be a little embarrassing, <laughs> but it is who I am. You know, I feel this in movies all the time too. And I find myself really wanting to help someone when I take on their feelings. Um, like I said, it's a blessing and a curse. I, I have to learn to find my peace and get myself back together again after feeling someone else's emotions and, and knowing that that's not me you know, that, that this isn't happening to me, this is happening to the other person, but I just, I feel like I can relate, and, and I also just pick up on their energy, and, and I, um, I just feel so much sympathy towards that person, um, okay, and the last topic I wanted to, to discuss is shadow work. This isn't everyone's favorite because it can be very difficult to dive into your ugly side or maybe not even your ugly side, but the side of yourself you don't like others to see. It's a lot of inner child work and I cannot stress this enough. You should handle it very delicately. If you are seeing a therapist or somebody and you're wanting to do shadow work, then I really encourage you um, getting help from your professional healthcare provider just because like I said this is this is it can stir up a lot of emotions um but you know shadow work is something that it is going to help you and your with you in your personal growth and spiritual growth and help you have a deeper understanding of yourself um it'll help bring 
your unconscious aspects into your conscious awareness. And as you do your shadow work, you will begin to love and accept yourself. It will help you heal from any unresolved trauma that you've dealt with in the past. Um, I've had to do a lot of shadow work to myself uh, to help myself heal from experiences in the past. And it requires opening up a lot of old wounds and it will bring out some emotions that you probably haven't felt in a while. And because of my shadow work, I have been able to forgive myself and others for any pain that I went through as a child. And I mentioned on the last episode that I was hurt by someone that, you know, this person I had to forgive. And I basically did an exercise where I went back to that memory as an adult and rescued myself as a child. And I told myself how smart and important I was and how loved I was and that I didn't deserve the painful things that I was going through. And I removed myself from that terrible memory like it had never happened. And I've had to do this with any kind of bullying situation I've ever went through as a child. Um, There were a lot of terrible things said about me growing up that stuck with me through my adult years that I just believe about myself. But Or I did believe about myself, but they, you know, they were all untrue. And I began to know my worth and how important I was to other people. And I always had trust issues and I always yearned for love, but didn't know how to accept love. So um, something else that stuck with me too growing up, even in my adult years, and this is, this is when I was, this was when I was really discovering who I was and discovering myself, but I had, um, I was very in tuned with my body. I would pay attention to everything that happened in my body, whether it be just a small pain or just sensation, I would, I would read a lot into it. And of course, sometimes it could have just been built up gas in my stomach or something, you know, but, or my chest or reflux, you know, but I, I always paid attention and I would sometimes think that maybe I needed to go and see a doctor and I got called a hypochondriac and that is something that I took very personal and because I knew that I like to, to me, if I sneeze one sneeze, I, you know, I wasn't like, Oh, I need to go to the doctor. I just sneezed. It was never anything like that. It was more of like, why am I feeling this pain in my stomach? Is this something that I need to see a doctor about? And if it would go on for days, then I would definitely take myself to the doctor. But if I mentioned it to anyone, I mean, I would experience this a lot, and if I mentioned it to anyone, I don't know what it was, but I always got called a hypochondriac, so like I said, I took it very personal. My mother actually became, uh, she was called the same thing. She was called a hypochondriac, and I think that is the reason why she stalled on going to the hospital when she got sick and passed away, because she might have been in denial, but she got called a hypochondriac and really didn't want to read in, in too much into what she was feeling. And I think that held her back. And maybe it could have saved her life if she didn't believe in that kind of stuff. But I, I did not, I, I would like to say that, you know, 
you never know what anyone is feeling or what they're going through. So it, to me, it's just a good idea to just don't call someone a hypochondriac because if you're not in their shoes, you're not in their body, you don't know what they're feeling and it could save their life. So I, um, I got called this and like I said, I took it very personal and, you know, I've been to the doctor and I've gotten my, you know, diagnosis, which of course I have, um, I do have some tummy issues and I do have reflux, nothing serious where I'm like, I do have to be medicated, but it's nothing serious to where it's like life threatening. Um, but it's being treated and because I paid attention and I didn't let that go and let those negative thoughts that were being said about me or those negative comments being said about me, I didn't let that get to me. And I took myself to the doctor. I didn't put it off. Um, so I just wanted to point that out there, you know, that that is, that is a, that's part of shadow work as well is when you have to just let go and not listen to what anyone tells you. Don't listen to anyone call you ugly. You know, I grew up thinking that I was ugly because I had red hair and I'm sorry for any background noise. My ice maker is <laughs> preparing some ice for me. But anyways, I think that it's very important to give yourself those daily affirmations and, and self-care and not worry about what others have to say because they are not you. They're not experiencing what you're experiencing. And um, with that being said, we'll get back to the shadow work. But when you start your shadow work, a great way to begin is with meditation and journaling. Lots of journaling. You want to be able to write down the memory and the experience, how you felt, and then write down how you can fix it and how you can heal from it. Um, just make sure that you are grounded before meditating on a memory, especially if it is one where you didn't feel safe. You want to make sure you can come back to your safe place and be reminded that you are safe and grounded and that nothing can hurt you. Um, and I am sorry that I got a little off subject there, but I am about to wrap this episode up because that's really all I have for you. Um, I really hope that this episode was helpful in some ways, and I hope you continue to grow in your spiritual journey. Be safe and love yourself. Take care, and I will talk to you guys soon. Bye.